explore new things. Back in yeah. the day, we waited. We got like a Nintendo under the Christmas tree, and there'd be one fucking game with yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, I got the new Super Mario Brother with the one game. And you play that game for and you play 200 it over hours. and over and over again. Right. Now, imagine being, instead, your parents buy you an iPad Pro. Yeah. They Still, put that so under the tree. You open that up, and they say, "Oh, by the way, Apple Arcade is already signed in for you." Yeah, and it's fucking forty games instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. It would blow my fucking it, mind. I would, I would as agree. a kid. Yeah, thousand percent, dude. What's up, everyone? This is Neo Ayoshi bringing in episode 226 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. I'm sitting here with some two cool dudes. What's up? This is Trip Zero. What's up, guys? Hey, yo, and... This is Felix Sergood. What's up, guys? How y'all doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. 226. 226. One more than last week. It's We're insane. creeping. We're it's creeping insane. to that 300. 226 episodes. Crazy That's a lot of them, man. What do, you think it'll be, what do you think we'll do for the 300th episode? You want to do it like live from a skyscraper? I don't know why uh, I just got I, that I idea. About, I was why? about to ask why the skyscraper. I don't know. I just feel like that's like a bombastic thing to do. You're not a wrong podcast about that. On. There is that one skyscraper where they have like the um the, sky the balconies yeah. with the floors that's glass. Like, wouldn't that be down. a cool thing? No, I would freak the fuck out <laughs> yeah. if I was there personally. Heck yeah. I would be upset about it and be scared. We could do something though. I mean, three hundred is a long way away. That's like seventy. Oh, it's creeping up. Seventy-four episodes away. It's like twenty twenty. It's That's, like it's going to be here next week. It's like next year. It's actually, more than a year away. It's like next year. Fifty-two weeks in a year. Yes. Weekly podcast. Yes, with some weekends missing. Yeah. Due to scheduling or holidays, holidays. stuff yeah. like that. Whatever. So, yeah. So we we might be looking at twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one for that possibly. Wow! Wow! That's cool. Something to look forward to. But for right now, we got a nice packed Dude, show. I don't know why we just <laughs> went down the longest discussion about scheduling for episode 300. I know. I just wanted to riff on it a bit. I, no, I love a good riff, dude. I yeah. love it. But we got a packed show for you tonight. We have a lot of games that we're playing. We we're do. talking about. We are playing games. We're playing Borderlands 3, yeah. Link's Awakening remake, mm-hmm. and there's some news. The ESA is always. being weird. And I'm just giving I'm just giving everyone all the listeners sure. a brief rundown on what we're going to sure. talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what else? What else do we have? Uh, the State of Play is next week. This coming Tuesday. PlayStation. PlayStation's probably going to show off some Last of Us Two stuff. Yeah, I, I saw the preview probably. for that. Yeah. I think definitely. it's I think it's more than confirmed. Yeah, yeah. looked pretty interesting. And it seems like Bioware is abandoning Anthem. Don't, for, know that's, don't know if that's the word, but, for but we'll, we'll get into it. Fixes instead of content, which is the opposite of what you want. In a live service game. What may be needed. But first, shall we talk about Felix Hergood? Give us an update. What is it? Do you want this update? Here, let me just show you. I'm going to give you three minutes. Read, read let, your, let, let me <laughs> just show you. My man gave him the hard fucking time yeah. cut. Check it out. Read your tweet live, your own content This live. is not a tweet. Oh. This is a text from Mrs. Felix. Mrs. Felix. Okay. From yesterday morning. Okay. This is an audio podcast, by the way. We're looking at that. So it's a picture... <laughs> It's what does a, it say? No, it for, says, fuck that. It says it is two thirty, assuming in the morning. It's AM. It is two thirty. Oh. Shut up. Is <laughs> what that text says. Now, so why, like what game Mrs. do you Felix? think I was playing at two thirty in the morning? I saw your tweet. I know exactly. It what could game literally. You're I yeah. didn't see your tweet, but it could literally be anything. 
with, it, with, it the, way, with the games could, you play, yeah. It, it could have be. been you struggling in, in control on another boss. <clears throat> so I, I am... Oh, dude, look how cool my Switch colors are reflecting in my MacBook screen. That's, That's beautiful. beautiful. It looks really Sorry. cool. Uh, so I officially... I have officially gotten to the end game of uh, Nintendo-published Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that, I mean I've beaten... Uh, the ultimate playthrough, which is the hardest playthrough of the game. Nice. And Neo, Neo I, said he gave you three minutes, and you're out here with nin- the Nintendo published <laughs> Switch. I'm kidding. I don't, I'm kidding. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> I'm just saying you're like – it sounds like you're like, sound like you got an idea, but like the teacher said she needed five pages, and you're like, fuck, I only have enough for I three. Got, I got to so double gonna, space this. I got to double space this. I'm, I'm filling it out. I'm filling it out. Um, yeah. So I uh, – yeah, I, I've reached this this end game shit. It's called the Omega Rift. So mm-hmm. the rifts are like these excerpts of sections of the game mm. that they've turned into like major boss fights. Mm-hmm. And and some of them you don't have to fight bosses. Some of them you have to fight four bosses. Some of them you just play a section of the game and there's certain bosses that have been dropped in. They're like they're like standalone Challenges essentially. Yeah, they're essentially you just try the challenge. They're very similar in the sense to of the the Arkham games, mm-hmm. how they did those. Um, the where challenge you, maps. You, you got to do them under time. You got to do them with a certain amount combo. of points, mm-hmm. uh, combo points. And you points, get you get rated. Shit. I'm assuming at the end, like a yeah, you get a rate. Yeah, a rating. It goes up to S plus. Okay. Um, that S rating thing. Did that originate with? Uh, it's a Japanese thing. It's a Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. Why is S like the best? I don't know um, why. But super? does it mean stupor? It's just a higher rank than an A. It's a higher rank than an A. So, yeah, like yeah. when I used to play um, DDR back in the day, they Let's, would ra- they would rank things double A, and then mm-hmm. they would go S. We do have this internet machine, so let me look a- that anyway, up while you're, while you're telling your story. Go ahead. Uh, the other night, I play, so I have four level one hundred characters. Damn. The other night at two thirty in the morning, when I was like still raging. <laughs> He got told to shut the fuck up. I had started to play. (laughs) Now, this isn't even in the Omega Rift. This is the final fight of the Lambda Rift, which is one level, one Rift level lower than the Omega Rift, which is the the highest, most difficult Mm -hmm. one. I played the final fight. In that final fight, you have to fight, and I'm not even kidding, the entire Black Order at once, and then Thanos. That being his four horsemen of... Yeah. um, Yeah, so you have to fight... Four ma- the major endgame bosses that mm-hmm. are all overpowered, and then Thanos drops in. Mm-hmm. And I have four max level characters, and I still can't complete it in three stars. I did complete it. You unlock Thanos by doing that. As and a playable character. Yeah, and he is so fucking OP. Thanos is like my favorite character in the game. Is he wielding the gauntlet? He's, uh, no. Uh, no. No, no, because you're... Uh, no, I you don't have, have that gauntlet. Kind of you could just delete your save file. Yeah, you can just delete your save file, and then he you, you, snaps and half you, of your your switch library disappears. <laughs> yeah. He snaps, and your fucking joystick starts to drift off. Uh, oh my so. god! <laughs> Turns into dust in your yeah. hand. Um, so yeah, it's just super hard, and I have to figure out how to strategize it because uh, it doesn't matter what amount of crystals I put on it. Like, does team makeup matter? Yeah, I've heard. I, I've heard that actually people do better if they play this particular rift with other players. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That they do better when there's not humans. AI not good enough to fight. Yeah, the AI fight. is not good enough for this fight. Well, currently. Um, there's one other area of the game that I haven't maxed out, which is this uh, hexagon-like 
leveling up. You know, it looks very similar to Path of Exile. Okay, just explosions everywhere. It's it's just this upgrade area of the game. I haven't maxed that out, so it's possible that you can complete this if you max out that. Cool, but I haven't maxed that out yet. Eventually, I'm going to do it. But yeah, dude, it's it's the people Team Ninja. They're ridiculously fucking crazy. Like they're making a game that's fucking hard as shit. Do you? So I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Rage inducing aside, because a lot of games can induce rage in a player. Yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy? The difficulty of the challenge? I, Even though you were definitely frustrated by it in the moment, do you appreciate that the game yeah. goes that hard? Yeah, just like I appreciated the challenge mode uh, in the Arkham games. Like, I hated it yeah. when it was happening. I was cursing like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> but I, loved, I loved it. Right. You know, like, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on right now. Also, I'm waiting for the Fallout 76 content to come. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then I'm not not going to officially play Borderlands 3. That's a double negative. You're not not, so you are. I'm not not. <laughs> so you are playing Borderlands 3. <laughs> no. The only way that I'm going to play Borderlands 3, I made a character to play with Kyle. Cool. Shout out to Kyle, because I know he's listening. Uh, I, made one, I made one to play with Kyle, and then I made one to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to make one for local couch co-op. Nice. So like a character run through. Sure. So when Kevin Oates comes over, he'll have a character. Do they split the screen for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's built Still into here. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think the PC version also it's, can do that You'll get well. this. It's split screen. Which is not something normal. Interesting. Yeah, it's split screen. And then also we can join with players online. At the same time. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, they they started that back in Borderlands too. You can yeah, do it's it. like it's you just want to dive right into Borderlands. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there I are figured a... I'd segue. Oh, that's a great segue, man. Can I interject for one second? Se- segue already happened. Yeah, appreciate it. Right. It's masterful. Give us the. I just S-rank want to give you guys an, uh, an answer on the S rank. So, uh, common knowledge is that they're not entirely sure. Yeah. But it could be uh, special or superior. Um, in fact, that's what the official Japanese Wikipedia article, again, take Wikipedia with a grain of two assault, but that the official Japanese Wikipedia article gives it a meaning of either special or super. But bottom line, it is a Japanese thing to uh, essentially inflate the ranks mm-hmm. because anything below a C in Japan is considered failure. So like they wouldn't even do like D's. D or F or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, they wanted to add something to, to be better than than A, right? Word. Just to yeah. like give it an, a... Mm-hmm. More, I mean, letter. Uh, I mean letter, granularity uh, of rank. You know? Well, yeah. in the context of this game, it really doesn't make any fucking sense then. Because the game li- literally has friendly difficulty, mighty difficulty, superior difficulty, mm-hmm. and ultimate difficulty. But how does it rank your, your chapter completion? No, I'm saying when you're playing the regular game. When you play the regular sure. game, you have those four different. But like, it'll, it'll still rank you at the end of the chapter, right? Mm-mm. No. Oh. It ranks you in the Infinity Rifts. I, I don't think I've ever noticed a gotcha. rank when I'm playing the regular game. So going by that logic, you have those four classifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be a U? It, right? No. Stop. You're like, <laughs> Is no. Is this nitpicking? Are we nitpicking this? No, I'm not nitpicking. I'm just saying Mm-mm. you. No. 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 U plus? No. Everyone understands gaming culture understands S, S through C. You know? So if they threw that U in... For an American game set in English to make it U to line up with the fact that Call the Mode Ultimate is very specific <laughs> and very are... ethnocentric. 
And that's a no for me. I want them to make the game. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to make the game for me. Yeah, clearly. All right, Borderlands. Borderlands. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry for that, but we were talking. It's fine. About it. I wanted to um, shine some light. I got a lot of I got a lot of pluses and minuses about Borderlands. Okay. Oh, so, pluses and minuses. I got huh? tons. I got tons because this is a game. He's got more experience than me. I played one stream of it. One stream of three. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really cool. So far, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Cool, cool, cool. I'm about 20 yeah, I, had level. A, I had a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a fun game. And it really shows how they've modernized like just the first-person shooting mechanic. That Because that, like, a bunch of months ago, I played with Diamond Jab, Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this feels like an old-ass game. Yeah, yeah. You're floaty. The jumping is very floaty they feeling. Were, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but they're, they're the first like you know looter shooter that I can yes. remember of that genre. They were, they were, the pop, they were those who popped popularized they, the looter shooter. They took the like yeah. the Diablo like formula. formula and then applied it to like a first, first person, person game. Shooter, yeah. yeah. And that's when like when they were originally advertising Borderlands, they were advertising it as the shooter of Diablos. The Diablo yeah, yeah, shooters. Yeah. Which um, is the perfect way the to put it, yeah. Um but now imagine if they took that feel of Destiny and I'm not it's not one to one. Yeah, yeah. And then they smacked it onto the Borderlands formula. So running and sliding feels good. You mm-hmm. actually there's more momentum going downhill, which is cool. Like like so I've there's heard like, yeah you can yeah like so slide there's, down there's a lot of that. Yeah, um, keep that going. The guns all do feel very unique and different, and it's pretty. They're pretty fun. They to shoot. sound great. The yeah. sound design is so. I played um, probably you know about four or five hours of Borderlands Three. Got to whatever level I got to, and then uh, the next day or that night, I was still on a Borderlands th- kick, but I wanted to get back to pre sequel. Yeah. Played pre-sequel, and I was like, wow, these explosions sound shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, it just mm-hmm. didn't it didn't sound as crisp and as real there's, a, there's as a, the explosions in Borderlands 3. There's a magical thing that happens, whether or not you're aware of it, but there's a magical thing that happens when you hear something that's pleasing, especially yeah. in a game, especially and double especially if it aligns with what you're doing. It like adds to the the reward. Destiny the has a lot of that. Destiny has incredible sound have, design, top to bottom. Fantastic design. Mario games like Odyssey, like playing Mario Odyssey, is like a magical experience. And half of that, literally half of that, is the audio mm-hmm. and sound mixing of that game. It's and it's it really is well done. Masterful. Hands down, why it's one of my game of the years yeah. the other year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Borderlands definitely nails that um, across the board. Like they've, they've made their game, their 2010 looter shooter masterpiece, and they brought it to a more modern era. But mm-hmm. with that said, there's a lot of things that they chose to do that is holding it back into that old time of, of quest design. This sounds a lot like my conversation, uh, when GTA five came out or no, when red dead two came out, it just feels like it's, it's yeah, they were, rooted in their old right. their old way that they make games. Yeah. There yeah. was something yeah. in the development of Red Dead 2 that seemed too rail like. You know, you're in this this awesome western, you know, uh, serene setting that seems very open and then when you would do missions, you would it's be like on rails. You have to do it this specific way it, it, otherwise or you're like or like it's no, that's or you it. You fail yeah. the quest. Like, I've seen I've seen a lot of like very detailed reviews talking about the mission design of Red Dead 2 and uh-huh. that was that was a big part of it. Yeah, I don't hate the game, but I don't I I haven't been able to finish it. So so some of the ways that I think holds the Borderlands 3 back is the way they they do the same quest structure, like find me these parts and bring them back to me. So then then they and they and they they jam it with like wit, you know witty wacky 
conversation, right? They have yeah. they have people talking at you about being. Those are the it's a very, it's a you very gotta jokey. go get these parts for me. Yeah, <laughs> but like, and they like they go a normal person would be like, hey, can you pick up these parts, right? All right, I need three of them. Great, see ya. But no, these characters are all really wacky and really insane. So they like have paragraphs of just dialogue where they're just like joking at you and just being really, mm-hmm. really wacky, um, which is fine. That's that is like part of Borderlands. You know, that's their thing. That's like the, that's what they do. Um, it is their vibe. So another another thing is they have these massive open worlds that are really cool, but they don't give you any reason to continually go back out to these open areas. Now it's not open world. It's more of like large open space. Never connect- has been. Yeah. yeah. It's always large open space connected by different instances, doors, areas, doors that you tunnels, can go through. things like that. What I would have loved to see was them take some like inspiration from destiny and just been like, Oh, a bunch of raiders are going to attack this area. You better vault hunter. You better get over here and, and get there and you'll, we'll give you a gun as a reward. You want, right? you want a, a, Simple but engaging way to still be in those areas after you're done the story, right? Or because, whatever. Because I'm already done. Like, because after you you play the opening chapter of Borderlands and you're on Pandora, and now I'm never going back to Pandora. Like, I'm like level twenty five. Oh, interesting. There's no reason ever. Not at this point in the story. Okay. Like, like uh, the story is carrying me from location to location. You can't yeah. fast travel back. Oh, you can. can you, you absolutely can. But there's no reason to. But there's no reason to. Got it. It does. There's nothing that's propelling me to like earn things there because all the side quests are going to be in the location. I'm currently doing the main story. Sure. Which is a thing that the old games did. I'm, uh-huh. I'm fairly certain, right? No, but the old games had location based. I know this because I'm playing them now. Right. That's why they have location based side quests that are specific to a part of the map. Of course. And if you got that quest in Pandora and then moved to the next region, mm-hmm. you would take the fast travel back to do that quest. Oh, and you can still do that. Right. But if I did all the quests in that area, they're not giving me new quests to do in that oh, area. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So you're looking for like world-based revolving quests, radiant or quests. Radiant quests. Or if they kept giving me side quests that made me go back there, which they're not doing because mm-hmm. I did all the side quests in that area. That was never their that was never their MO in a previous game. That's very right. true. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like they're still sticking to their old way of designing their their yeah. leveling questing structure for uh, for yeah. listener context out there. If you uh, it if you seems the same, yeah. If you don't play Destiny, there's uh, there's these things called patrols and also public events that happen whenever you're on a planet or a destination with no goal. Even if you have, if goals, there are people listening to this podcast and there. they don't know what Destiny is. But as much <laughs> as we talk about it, we don't go into like mechanics. No, course. sure, um, go ahead. But like, if you're running around a planet, you can just stop and pick up. There's little flashing beacons. You can pick up a patrol, and that will be anything of a couple random different scenarios. You know, kill a specific type of enemy. You know, a, a certain number of them. Kill anything. Go somewhere and like scan the environment. But it keeps you like it gamifies your exploring and there's gives never, you little there's reward. There's no dead time ever happening. Right, right, right. right. If you want to, you get little little reward nuggets from that. And it's nothing exactly. insane. It's like you'll get materials for something else, little bits of money or something. But just it, it like it but, gives you something to shoot for a reason and just like it's a little bite-sized nugget but, of like risk – or not risk, but like gameplay reward. You know, mm-hmm. start this, do the thing, get they, a reward. They give you a challenge, you get a thing yeah. for it. But it just, it's the game miniaturized. But don't you think that there is a – okay, I think you're doing this with the lens of destiny, which is in all fairness. I'm just giving context I'm, I'm doing to it, right. I'm to trying to think of ways to modernize Be- because, because one thing that destiny does is you go through your soft levels, mm-hmm. right, and get to your level cap. And then you do like light – what's it called now? Power. The light, light grind. It's officially called power, but everyone still calls it light. Light level, power yeah, level. Yeah, which is your armor level all average. And in that, 
you can't just shoot stuff and gain experience. The problem with Borderlands is Borderlands is still built with that classic XP earn, but which is shooting now they, things over they've and over added again. a gear score to all the guns. They've so added they, they a, did they add, add a level they score. did add so, and random loot perks, right? And random ra- drops, everything's random, yeah. Which is a first for Borderlands. So, right, I think. From my understanding. I can't confirm that. I don't know. Well, when you come in, the game says to you, Borderlands 3 says, do you want to do it the old way? Or do you want to do it the new way, where it's instanced loot? Right. No, no, no. We're not no, talking no, no. about like how you earn if you're playing with friends. Where, in Borderlands 1 or 2, were there random rolls on guns? I'm pretty sure there were. I'm pretty sure that's what the game random was. Random rolls. Not in Borderlands 1. Definitely not. Um, there were... As in, like, two people could have the same gun, but, like, my gun might have a different... No, like, there well, wasn't in Borderlands 1, but I don't know if that changed in Borderlands 2. I can't remember. I don't I can't confirm that either. It's not... I know farming was still a thing because guns were rare, but... Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, all, not, uh, it's not the way it is in pre-sequel either. Right. I never played that one. But in pre-sequel, it's based on Borderlands 2, so it's probably not the case in Borderlands 2. So all I'm saying is, imagine if they did a, like a Radiant-style quest system for Borderlands where they offered you some guns as a reward, like some special – like some cooler guns. Cooler Cause, guns. Because all these – there's – they have the blue, green, purple, gold – Rarity system, you know the classic Diablo style system yeah, yeah. that we're all familiar with now. So, like, imagine if they offered not with Diablo or or World of Warcraft or something like that. Though. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a, a Diablo. Was I've always wondered where that. Well, I, I heard they're doing an Sorry event, to... an October event. Like they are doing an October Halloween event. event. But where does that take place? In a separate like thing you pick before you go into the map? No or... clue. No clue yet. Probably it's going to be somewhere in the world, right? Right, but that's like a specific holiday event. Mm-hmm. Like like in the Destiny, I'm going to do Destiny again. The Destiny equivalent is like, what do they have? Like All Saints Day or whatever, Plus, right? Or like the Halloween events. Trip, in, I need you for this. Yeah, no, I'm listening. In, in Destiny. But I'm trying to, like, oh, what's, what's it called? Yeah, like they're, they have their yeah. like seasonal events. Festival of the Lost is coming up pretty soon. Because that, like that, yeah. that event is a temporary event that will be coming and then going. Right. You'll get, and, you know, special their armor, Halloween, guns, whatever. Their you Halloween, infor- uh, you know, their Halloween content was in the previous games was a pet was a was dropped was a as DLC. a dlc yeah. with a holiday theme so Ooh. all i'm saying is the only incentive to play the game right now is to just continually play through the story right because once you beat the game it unlocks your this is what i would call your light level which is your guardian rank yeah right? yeah i heard about that which is which is essentially in borderlands 2 they did this they had a it's like perk it called, points it was called uh, vault hunter mode right Mode? No, no. It, it's um, it's like a set of it's a set of stats on your character that is across all of your characters, right? And that wasn't Vault Hunter mode. No, but they are they all they do have a Vault Hunter mode in Borderlands Three. Once you finish the story, you'll play as on a new a new you'll play through the story again, and it's harder. And it's harder, yeah. and you get better guns. And stuff. Well, that that goes back to the original Borderlands, right? The one I just completed. All I'm saying is playing through the story constantly. Is fine, but don't you want some more exciting variety. things to happen? More variety? Well, maybe with these events that are coming up in October, we're going to get that. Right. You know, maybe and that's what it's going to be. With that said, can you imagine playing the same story over and over again and not being able to skip cutscenes? Because this and, and game... And that's how... It, that's still the same this way? This game still doesn't let you skip cutscenes. Oh, Because I've made three Phoenix. characters. I made three of the vault people, the vault ca- classes, and... Never could skip the intro scene. I had to sit through the scene every time. 
and that's every boss yeah. opening, and that's everything. That's bad. So yeah, the next thing that bothered me, which is no longer a problem for me anymore, is the anim- ammo economy because they're still on the same thing where you're looting and opening boxes constantly, but they're all ammo boxes. So I'm constantly running out of ammo and then having to find the right ammo in boxes. Yeah. And that to me is like so frustrating because again, destiny. I remember that that really frustrated you. Well, destiny, hold on, back up. Figured out how you don't to use keep the why do you use the boxes? Why don't you just use machines? Be, what? You mean the ammo machine? He's saying either way, you have to go somewhere physically to, get yeah, to interrupt your play style to oh, refill you, a you like ammo. being able to like just receive it by walking over it, or or have enemies die and drop it. Oh, I see. So instead of me having to constantly open boxes in the, in the areas, because they they because what they do is their their animal economy system is you're shooting, you're shooting, you're shooting, you're switching guns, you're shooting, you're shooting. Every area you're fighting in will have a bunch of loot boxes you can open up. But once they're opened and looted, that's the ammo for that area. And ammo machines, like the vending machines, are few and far between. Wait a minute. In these these areas. You're telling me Borderlands 3, the enemies don't drop loot like they do in pre-sequel? They drop loot. They don't drop ammo. They do in pre-sequel. Not nearly as much as I am using. (laughs) If If that's the case. I don't know. I haven't I've been able to analyze Borderlands 3 enough, but pre-sequel I'm playing right now and like they they they, rep- they replenish your loot on because that's a good thing. They just I think drop loot thing. on the ground. They drop Ammo air canisters stuff. because you're on the moon and you have to breathe. That makes sense. And they drop like sometimes they drop loot. They drop definitely money and they drop loot. Yep, money, definitely money. And I get that happens still. We'll see. I want you to play it more and tell I'll me. Play it more. Yeah, we'll we'll see how if I can confirm Trip zero. that. I had What's a question up? for you about the ammo thing. You yeah, said, obviously, I mean, and you've said this, and I've seen this when I watch people play. When you open up a box, you can't open it up again, like an ammo box. Like it's the, light, the lights go from like green to like gray, like it yeah, like, yeah. grays out. If you leave the area and come back for something different, you have they, to you have to zone out of the area. If you zone and come back, yeah. they are the ammo boxes at least they're closed again. are closed again, you and can you open, can open them. them again. Got yeah. it. But like if I'm, can you do that for money as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but. All those boxes are also randomly generating whatever ammo. Like if this is an ammo box, it's yeah. going to be random ammo in the box. Sure. Sometimes money boxes will have something else in them. Sometimes it, not. Got not, it, got not it. Not the little square ones. Not the, those will always have money. The little cubes yeah. always have money. Yeah, for sure. And so do the um... – And they're very generous with the money because the money is not the main currency. I, I think the main but currency I, but is I agree uh, with you. I was – for the, is guns, just the five or six hours that I played it, I was run out of ammo often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ran out of ammo a lot. So that that frustrates me because but like I'm I can see how later in the game it's not going to matter as much cuz right. A you're upgrading your ammo pool and you're going to have four different guns to rotate and through. And you're going to have four different guns to rotate through exactly. Felix. What level do you have to get to to rotate? You're at level 20? 25 or 6. Did 25 open three slots or four? I have four? three slots right now. Okay. So, so I'm still so rocking three guns. Must be like level 30 or 40 that drops you mm-hmm. the fourth slot. And the level cap is 50. So once you hit that, yeah. you hit you hit that, and so then it's probably you, third. It's probably forty that gets you the fourth slot. But also another cool thing I want to I want to tell you about Felix yeah. is this has a really cool streaming feature. Uh, I know, and I don't understand what I, I have to do to set it up. I don't think it's on consoles yet. Oh, I don't think it's Ooh. on the console versions. I'm not upset. Um, but it's really cool though because when I stream this game, it's awesome because it actually interacts with my chat. And I've had a few people Yeah, in. but what did you have to do to set it up? I think I just linked my Borderlands or, or my Epic account. Is it like a, a browser? Yeah. A source pl- I, I uh, think layer? I think it's happening automatically because I'm logged into my Epic account, which is linked to Twitch. 
I so think I think that's have what to, it is. Oh, do you have to be using? Do you have to be using uh, st- uh, the Streamlabs? OBS? I don't think it's specific. You would, not, you would not have to do that. Oh no, it's the okay. That's what it is. It's, it's called, the it's the EchoCast extension. Oh, it's an extension that you in install Twitch. on your in Twitch, Twitch. Page, your Twitch dashboard. That's right, and it's a cool extension because anyone watching can look at my character, my weapons I'm using, all my stats. Well, Destiny had one of those. I had ended up installing one of those. But what was the thing where? But this is official, made by Gearbox. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Destiny's was just what, for what is the one aspect where people can join in when you go for like a chest or something? That's this. That's what this is. That's this. So it's it's thing. all in the it's all encompassing. So what it does is is it does a whole bunch of cool things like um, people watching can spawn in like llama pinatas a la Fortnite, which is kind of weird. I th- I wonder if that's like a crossover thing. Mm-hmm. They're like little pinata things, and you punch them, and money flies out. Or you can, if I'm in the middle of like a, an encounter or like a boss fight, they can spawn in badass enemies, which are like elites. You know, the, the badass-ranked yeah. enemies. And it's really funny. We got a person in our Discord called Trollbeard. His name's Trollbeard. I know Trollbeard. Yeah. He was watching my stream, and he spawned in a badass enemy, and it was named Badass Trollbeard. Hmm. So, because that was his name in, in Twitch. Yeah, you'll know oh, who. Oh, wow. So, like, I can, you, you know who you voted fight for your, You fight your viewers, essentially. Yeah. Oh, that's really and cool. And I don't know what it looks like on my side, but they're seeing... So, if it's a Twitch expen- extension, how is it not... Available on console. I would if you could try it, put it on your Twitch, and there's I, I will. so yeah. There's instructions online for all you have to do. Uh, okay. There's you know other accounts you got to sign up for and how to link it all. Um, they don't specify in this PC only, okay. but it's something that you could Google and figure out yeah. how to do it. Yeah, but well, it's, it's a fun thing. I like games let, that are doing this. Yeah, it'll it'll reward viewers for watching you. Like there are special chests that you can open that if people are using this, they'll get a chance to like win loot. Because you opened up a special like Echo Cast chest, and like Neo said, they can spawn in things for you to fight. Mm-hmm. How, I think would, rewards, how, how would they mm-hmm. earn the rewards? Just by I mean running this. Oh, and to pick up in their own Borderlands game. Mm-hmm. Oh, because their own version. Now, of Borderlands. I mean, everyone has to be signed up into this whole ecosystem, right? This Shift account, this Epic tie-in. Everyone has to do this ahead yeah, of time. I, I have a Shift account, but uh, yeah, it, it rewards everyone involved. That's right. very, and I think it's very cool. I like games that do this because I played a game called Vermintide Warhammer or whatever. Yeah, Vermintide yeah, yeah. Uh, went big with integration for, for streams. Yeah, and that was that's like a Left 4 Dead style game, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. To it actually play. looked really fun to play. I still Lo- have it. It looked visually it. pretty. Yeah. It's, it is visually pretty, but I, mean, I don't want to talk about that game. But they did a Twitch thing like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a pretty cool thing because it actually is good for streaming. It involves your, your viewers, and it, and it gives you something a little extra in the game. Sure. Um, with that said... Every time I stream this game, the menus are laggy. Everything is like almost grinds to a halt. The game crashes a lot. Uh, you're talking about Borderlands. Borderlands Three, yeah. It'll ju- it, like I have Does all, it all these problems. Anything to do with streaming specifically? Do you think? Usually, do you not have these experiences when so you're not streaming. So when I haven't, I played last night and a little bit today, not streaming. The menus are still laggy, but when mm. I'm streaming, they lag even harder. And I have been crashing the desktop like three or four times. Crazy. During my gameplay. It seems mm-hmm. like the, there's like a memory leak because it, it'll slow up eventually. And I've seen bugs like all the icons in my menus of guns are, are all swapped around. So it'll say it's one gun, but it's the picture of like a armor oh, piece or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bug. Which I've one had. is it? Is it the picture or is it the text? It's it like the picture is wrong. The text is correct. Text is correct. Got the it. text is correct. Yeah. Um, so that's an annoying bug I've had. And sometimes the menus just stop working. Yeah. And lag, so that's another not problem great. I've had. Um, also, not great. They're not really designed for mouse and keyboard. 
like they are still a very mm. much a, a, a controller yeah, ready yeah. menu system. The, if that's the case, which I believe you, yeah, yeah. right. If so, if it's a console themed game, like they focus their development on mainly appeasing the console crowd, which they which makes sense then, for the market. Then yeah, I would be shocked to discover that the Twitch plugin doesn't work with console. I would agree with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That would make that would be that would make sense to me too. That would be just weird. As long as your accounts are all linked in Gearbox's EchoCast thing, then I don't see why it wouldn't work. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a fun game. It is literally more Borderlands the game, which is what people want, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I don't want that right now. You you've been playing a lot of Borderlands. Uh, I've been playing pre sequel. <laughs> yeah. I want pre sequel. You want pre sequel. Uh, gotcha. people, people, Borderland fans right now, their ears are fucking bleeding. Kyle, your ears are bleeding right now. Well, because all these it. Borderlands fans have already played those games, and right? And they're like, yeah, I, more, why I, I know, aren't you playing the new one? I'm not, I'm not in the fandom at all, but yeah. I know that there's a there's pre-sequel is the least favorite and people hate on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hate on it. They hate it. Just so you know, Borderlands fans, I'm playing pre-sequel. And he loves it. <laughs> I do. I legitimately like it. Love it, dude. Be proud of what you like. Like so I said, funny. in terms of like uh, graphics comparison, it's got nothing on Borderlands Three. Sure, it's got which, nothing on it. Which for their art style, definitely looks really good, modern. Like, this. but like I said, Trip, you'll never play a Borderlands game. I get it, but if sure. you were going to play any of them, that's what you should play. No, the space one. Yeah, play three. The space one. Did you hear me? Oh, I get it. Space. Space. Space Space orgy. I didn't talk about this, but you get a spaceship in this game. Yeah, you do. Sanctuary is a ship you jump from planet to planet, which is cool. It's a cool ship. No, but in in, uh, pre-sequel, you have air that you have to manage. Like, you have to find air. There's air pockets all over the place. There's these machines that make these air bubbles. That you can go into, mm-hmm. and you got to physically turn them on. And when you're in the, you got to manage when you're in the middle of a fight. The enemies will like knock them off, and then you're back to like barely using your air canisters. And if it mm-hmm. runs out, uh, you die. You can die. Yeah. And there's there's a trophy for actually uh, surviving for five minutes without breathing. That makes me so anxious. Like when you used to play Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> back in the day. Oh, like the bubbles. And you're underwater, and yeah. you have to go. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And 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 then you get that music that's like dun 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 dun. And then like that's how I feel when I just hear yeah, about that game. Like a, and a, dude, I hate a, a dude will a dude will come into your uh, head headset and he'll go. Uh, you are at 50% air <laughs> or something like that. And then you, you are at 10% air. Scary. And then when you're when you're out, your heartbeat starts to increase and there's this heartbeat sound, yeah. Sound in your ear and it's just like boom 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 and yeah. it just starts it's slowing kind of down. That makes me so ang- anxious. Yeah, it yeah. starts slowing down as you get closer to like death. Oh my god, I hate it. Yeah. But I like it though. Anyway, and, and I like I like the uh being able to like jump really high in the air with the, the moon gravity physics right, right. and then come down on a dude like shooting and oh and also incorporated a stomp into the game mm. so that you smash um your they call them the odds kits because it's everyone in the game now felix i don't it, i don't want to spoil things yeah but keep playing borderlands 3 i i will eventually yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. just saying everything you just talked about yeah maybe it's in it maybe it's not you mean odds kits no, no, no. The, the mechanic of stomping on things oh, and probably. the low gravity thing. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Uh, but, but they call them Oz kits because it's developed by uh, 2K Australia. 
Mm-hmm. And they just uh. hired a shit ton of Australian people. It, it, like, I'm imag- I know In Australia? Not, I know this is not how it went, <laughs> but I'm just imagining like the Australian people like barely get a budget to make it. And then from 2K, and it was just like one of these things where they were like, anyone got any friends? <laughs> because they brought all these Australian people to play every voice in it. Yeah. And there's all this Australian slang. It's called an Oz kit because that's – they explain in the dialogue that like they're too lazy to pronounce O2. You know, so – yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. So it's like OZ. It's how that reads yeah, or something? Yeah, it, it reads Oz kit. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. You know, when she's explaining, you got to get your eyes kit and get ready. Yeah. You know, in the tutorial of the game, but yeah, it has a smash slam feature. That's pretty cool. So moving on, moving on. Ready? Before we talk about mm-hmm. the big boy topic, the big topic of the mm-hmm. week, can I briefly interject with some Apple Arcade stuff? Because that interject? dropped. Yeah, that did. It's uh, officially released as of right now, as of recording. It has. What was the date? The release. It was date? last Thursday, Thursday. So it was, was the nineteenth. Nine nineteen. On the nineteenth, you can now subscribe to Apple Arcade and. Yeah. Download and play whatever you want. It's so, a, a month free a trial. A month free. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't tr- – pro tip, don't cancel ahead of time like where you know you can sign up for a free trial and cancel. Yeah, yeah. It'll end your so – it'll end your free trial. So you got to wait out the month before you can end it, before they cancel – before they charge you the $5. You're saying you don't have like a bank of 30 days or Correct. something. Yeah. Correct. Well, so, it's not a bad um, – it's not a bad monthly fee either. No, it's, it's $5. Like five bucks and a month. I am debating – Keeping the second month, at least. Well, I watched this really good video of a guy like analyzing it. It was some guy on YouTube, and he basically had got a chance uh, in the Apple Park. He had a chance to like sit in the area where they were letting people test it out and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said that really kind of uh, tweaked my ears and then made me think of you, Neo, is – uh, he said, I really think the, the, and this is paraphrasing, but he said, I really think the ethos behind why they created this was to get gaming back to, um, a the, good place on mobile, well, how we were, no, how we were when we played a game and the whole game was one thing. He said, there's these, the games that are going to be released on, on Apple arcade are not going to have like DLC expansions, right. paywalls, paywalls, timers, any of that shit. It's mm. just, you're going to play for the service and the developers who develop the games within that ecosystem have to develop it with a, as being a whole package. Yeah. And I think that's my current opinion of Apple arcade is very positive because of all of these games. And there's like 40 games on there right now. They're all really polished and really well crafted. Yeah. The main my main attraction for doing at least the trial was playing the game Sayonara Wild Hearts. I don't know if you've guys seen this game. I'm going to pull it up. I haven't seen it, but I've heard people be really excited about this. They were this, like, this is a game the title that I've seen repeatedly in text over and over again. Articles, reviews, Sayonara Wild like this Hearts. game, this yeah. game, this game. Now, it's it's literally a a runner game, mm-hmm. like a runner style game, but the game's visual style is gorgeous, and the whole—it's a soundtrack. It is a pop album mm-hmm. runner game, essentially, okay. and everything about it visually is just gorgeous. Like if I were to—I'm going to put put on the uh, the first level because it is—it's a version. It's like a remix version of Claire de Lune, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I have to go all the way back. Are you you're kidding? Jamming, you're playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like more than halfway through it. Gaming, and it's—it's it's just a beautiful. And like the screen, like I have a 10s, mm-hmm. and the screen's beautiful. So yeah. like, and it has a very high frame rate and a very crisp clarity. So like everything, everything you look at in the game is just, 
It's just a visual treat, and, an, yeah, and yeah. I'm wearing my headphones, and it's an audio treat because the music is so well thought out as well. That is my main <clears throat> pull for this, but I have played a bunch of other um, games. I wanted to like jump into some gameplay just yeah, so you yeah. guys could see it, but um, I, I mean, also the, the processors yeah. on these phones are powerful enough to like they're stronger than the the processor that took us to the moon. Hands down, that's just crazy. Mean, yeah, that's not a, a hard bar. <laughs> no, it to, isn't. To it isn't. Point, like, I think I, I just think, like uh, saying how does that. It comp- I like saying uh, that. Let's let's bring it right in and tell me how it compares to like a gaming oh, processor. Uh, it's not crazy, but um, I know you guys are. We're all wearing headphones right now, but it is literally you know you swipe down, you're collecting hearts, and things happen on screen, and you're just enjoying the music as it happens, and it gets like it gets crazier. The more you go on, yeah, it looks like like very chill, but very like exciting. Too. Oh yeah, and it, and it like tells you like a like a cool story without words kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. they're just it's just it's just a really it's a pleasure pleasurable spirit so experience. I I don't enjoy this, phone games. This is probably going to sound wrong. I was going to say I don't enjoy phone games, but that's really not it because I I have definitely played phone games that I've loved, but I don't I don't play mobile games for a long period of time. No. The longest game that I've ever played on mobile is Hearthstone. Right. But even that is very, like, transactional. One yeah, game, a couple games, I'm in, I'm out, you know. Yeah, and it's a game you could just play, uh, like, match, a few matches. I'll use the stop. example of Oceanhorn. Yeah. I played Oceanhorn, the first one, for a little bit, but I could never play it for long enough to actually fully experience the game. Because mm-hmm. the game was like a, like a Zelda clone-ish when it first came out, right? Um Second one is on Apple Arcade, Oceanhorn 2, and I know it Which, looks gorgeous. So I also um, – that is another one of the games I started playing, and it has controller support. F- physical actual Xbox controller, yeah. or PlayStation 4 controllers will pair with your, will, will pair with your phone. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's new to iOS 13, 13 right? yeah, and that was, that was a whole part of their, their plan with, with the arcade in combination with 13 as well, as, yeah. as far as I'm, as far as I'm yeah. aware. They wanted you to be able to play this like a Switch <clears throat> almost, right. like a console. Because um, you could do that with a switch, it's, uh-huh. it is a literal portable device with a screen that has controllers that come out. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I've always thought about my problem with mobile gaming, and I've tried to like Go put ahead. a finger on because there is a on, problem on with what gaming. it is. For there's real. there's a lot, and I think it first started with the feeling of the controls, all the touchscreen controls. Like I knew that I wouldn't be able to play this as intensely as I wanted to, maybe, or as comfortably as mm-hmm. I wanted to, or accurately, whatever. Like fill in the blank. There's that. Um, even with pairing a controller, it's still going to be a little awkward, you know, because you don't have the comfort of holding your phone and a controller mm-hmm. unless you get a peripheral. There are some peripherals that are made to like clamp onto your controller, like a little grip, and then it holds your phone above yeah. your controller. I mean, you got to get one of those. Yeah, your options are like propping it up on a table with a controller in front of you. I still don't think the the answer to that is great. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, like right. I would love playing this with a controller because then you'd get a full on well, uh, experience. I have Grand Theft Auto uh, three and Vice City and San Andreas. And I, yeah. I share my uh, iPhone screen to an Apple TV and then pair it with a Steel Series controller. Yeah, that's, that's how I play it. Your, fo- your phone. Really? How's the is there a lag on that? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wouldn't. That would bother me. Not all the time. It only would that happen. would bother certain. me more. That it was differing amounts of lag. Yeah, yeah. Well, if there was a constant amount of lag, I could get used to the the lag timer. But if yeah. it's deferring, yeah, you're never going to train. I'd have to see if it improved because my internet improved. With, with improved, would that yeah. matter? Internet speed? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if it's variable, it's it, when I was attempt be... when I was attempting this most frequently. It was back before I had the gigabit internet. Yeah. So 
And I guess the final thing that would bother me about mobile gaming is the fact that it would kill your battery. Mm-hmm. That I need my phone for literally anything else. Which is a problem I have as, yeah. as well with it. So I don't know if I'm going to stick with Apple Arcade, but maybe if I had an iPad Pro or maybe, I, you know what I mean? I like, think, what, what yeah, about I on think, Apple TV? Or Apple TV. That's a great option. You don't option. have an Apple yeah. TV? I don't. I don't. Oh, I have I a do. Roku yeah. and I have a PS4. Those are my main yeah. viewing yeah. TV experiences. So funny well, story about, about the whole mobile gaming. The next transition of mine was to get a SteelSeries controller mm-hmm. and plug it uh, into my Apple TV or, you know, pair it, obviously. Yeah. And then I downloaded, um, oh, God, what was this game? It was called Shadow something. It was like a, a Destiny clone. Oh, but I remember you. Mobile. Talk, remember you this? got me yeah. to download that. I, I was did, like, I'll play it. Because yeah, I, needed, I needed a new fix between Destiny, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Yeah. Like, that was like the summer before 2 came out, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I was playing this game, and I was like, this is kind of a... Uh, it was free, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is kind of cool. It's kind of the same timers vibe. and shit. In it? Yeah, but it yeah, it so does. Paywally, which which is which turns me off from so many of these mobile games. But yeah. none of these games. I fucking hate your timers. None but I played of these it on, games on TV and on the Apple TV, and it was it felt cool. like a console experience. But you know, then the paywalls came in. I'm like, I really don't want to be doing this because yeah. I know that I'm getting a lesser experience than a full on game. Exactly, and that's my problem. But a lot of these, like. Oceanhorn Two, you're getting a full experience. I'm getting a full third person adventure game. Yeah, um, which is so, so what, much what fun. Drew me. This looks what, cool. This is hot lava. Yeah, this is. I mean, Apple Arcade. I, like I think that, in, but, in all in. But yeah, you, you gotta in, in defense not touch of the it. I think yeah. Apple Arcade is really marketed to people who are younger than us. Oh, thousand percent. Parents who are parents to people much younger than us. I haven't learned a place yet. Um, there are a few other games. Like, I imagine, could try, imagine yeah. that being like your parent buys parent buys you. The subscription, mm-hmm. and that's your first, like the first thing they do. Yeah, just, just like back in the day, endless mm-hmm. ability to dive in and explore new things. Back in yeah. the day, we waited. We got like a Nintendo under the Christmas tree, and there'd be one fucking game with yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, I got the new Super Mario Brother with the one game, and you play that game for and you play it over, hours. And over and over again. Right now, imagine being instead your parents buy you an iPad Pro. Yeah. They still, put that under the tree. You open that up, and they say, "Oh, by the way, Apple Arcade is already signed in for you." Yeah, and it's fucking forty games instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. It would blow my fucking it, mind. I would, I would as agree. a kid. Yeah, thousand percent, dude. You know yeah, that's I mean? really cool. I think it's. I think it's a cool thing to have. Um, I might continue, but like, I have a bunch of. I have like. 30 new games on my phone right now that I'm about to like just dive into like this this RPG game yeah. various day life you see this thing no. it's just a, it's just like an, an old school RPG where you're just walk walking right but you're now, they didn't all things. just you Very installed them oh, they, wow. I did I'm picking, they didn't, I'm they picking didn't them. just install everything no for Apple no I, I'm picking which ones I want and then uh, but there's like so many games that I've been playing they have like a few tactical games like XCOM style games mm-hmm. um, which space like I'm trying to open these games but they take a while to load, but, um, but like it's really cool. I can I can now have access to all these various like it's a things. Month free or month free, yeah. Month free. And if I were, and I'm, I've been thinking about this. This might be the year that I scoop an iPad. If I get an iPad, Ooh, get that Pro. There, I right? thought about. Oh yeah, easily. Um, I thought about doing this subscription. I, I would do it for at least a month. Yeah. For at least a free trial. Just try it out. Um, I think didn't Apple do a deal where it's like your any new device right now you'll get a free year of Apple TV as well. Apple That's, TV Plus. I, yeah, they said during their, uh, yeah, their what announcement. I heard, what I year. heard is that uh, if you buy like a, uh, a, 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 a like a, a Apple product, a like new a, yeah, a new piece of hardware. Yeah, you'll yeah. get you'll get like a year. You get a year uh, of the of the TV of the Apple TV uh, officially when that launches. Though that doesn't launch until November November fir- something first. Yeah. I think it's November first, 
And that day, um, when you if you've bought your product after a certain date, mm-hmm. um, when you log into the Apple TV app, it'll just say your year is available to right. you. So, right. Yeah. I mean that's so anyway. I mean, think I mean with trade in culture that keeps you endlessly connected to Apple TV. Their Apple TV Plus, I guess, is the official name. Yeah, I think I think it's a good way to get more subscribers on their. Uh, yeah, their I was thinking. Yeah, like yeah, I'm sure. I was thinking about updating my Apple TV because it, you can definitely Sorry, get right, it with that, channel. and that's probably the cheapest product that I could get with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I'd update my Apple TV, and then I get the year of the. Although, TV see, it's membership. funny now. I'm thinking about getting an Apple TV. It's great. I mean, you, do that, had, you, you can get that year I've had membership, that. and then I get the year, and then I. Well, let's not. Let's stop saying that because that's the TV. We're talking about the arcade right now. We're talking about the arcade. We're we don't want to about Apple. Arcade. We don't want to confuse wanna, people. But there. Apple Arcade that. does not have a deal. It's five dollars a month with a mo- one month free trial. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it, but like for example, for me, if I did get it, I link it with my my Apple account, right? With the arcade, it, it saves your progress through Game Center. It's all cloud saved, yeah. and again, I would have Apple TV Plus. Because mm-hmm. I bought a new piece. Sure. It's literally something I'm thinking about now, yeah. which is funny. I look, um, I've scooped the 4K the year it came out, and that has been the most amazing Apple TV. And you can connect the controller one, the to that one. too. Oh, yeah. So I can play the games like Oceanhorn 2 mm-hmm. and Sayonara Wild Hearts and stuff. Year. That's awesome. I think we should move on, though, yeah. because I just wanted to talk about Apple Car- Arcade just a sure. little bit. Sure, sure. I want to talk about Link's Awakening. I do trip too, man. Because I, I want to hear about your journey through the old and the new game and, yeah, yeah. and the new talk about yeah, the new game. Absolutely. Please take it away. So um, this is going to start, this little story is going to start with destiny as, as many things do, mm-hmm. right? Originally destiny's uh, expansion shadow keep was planned to come out this past Tuesday, the 17th. Oh yeah, that's right. They, uh, they pushed that back to October 1st, which I ended up being so excited about because now that gave me time to play Link's Awakening Remastered, which came out on Friday, the mm-hmm. 20th. Um, Link's Awakening was the very first Zelda game I ever played. Uh, one of my first Game Boy games that I played fully. You know, like I had, uh, I had tons of games on the Game Boy, but I never like finished them, right? Like I'd always get stuck on like the minecart or the That snow- was your mobile game problem. Yeah. It, that was the early years when it was in No, I was just, I, well, I was get, you know. It would be too hard, or I'd get bored and do something else. I'd want to read Animorphs, which I read every single month. I oh, fucking fuck love yeah. Animorphs. Fuck Animorphs. Um, but like, I would, you know, never get past like the snow level in Donkey Kong, or like, you know, I wouldn't. The Mario levels got too hard, and I was like, oh fuck this shit, I'll come back later or something. Sure. Um, but Zelda, dude, Zelda has just clicked for me. But that you was know? also a hard game. It was tough, but like the puzzles got mm-hmm. me, dude. It was just like my fucking. It was my jam, dude. He's a and puzzler. I'm a puzzle. I puzzle. He puzzles. puzzles. I puzzle. He does some puzzling. Um, but it was, man, it was just, it was a whole world in the palm of my hand. And, like, not in a, because even at that point, like, you know, games on the original Nintendo, I'd be like, this is, like, old, man. It's, like, old and obtuse and, and tough. This was, like, you know, the newest feeling experience that I had. And I had it all portably, mm-hmm. you know, holding up the Game Boy and you're in the, in the car with the headlights lighting it up as you're on your way back from Grandma's house. Like, that whole experience Ooh, was, yeah, baby. was Link's Awakening. That's how I am the, now uh, as a grown-ass man with a switch. You drive and, and hold the light, the switch up to the headlights in the car? Well, yeah, because... Driving. I got my auto driver. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, because Mrs. Felix finally got her license back. And now you just drive and Now I don't have to drive. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Fuck, I had a whole thing. Um, you were playing. You like to play. Oh yeah. Then they came the out with the uh, the color version, and played the fuck out of that. The color version added like a new dungeon, new new little color game sp- color mechanics. specific dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really 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 cool. So when they announced the uh, the remake of this, I knew that I wanted to play the original on stream. Did you beat it on stream? Yeah. No. 
we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I wanted to play the original, and then I wanted to play the remaster back-to-back. Just go one right into another. Okay. So I did that on, on Thursday. I started playing the uh, original. I got to about... Uh, I got through the sixth dungeon. So I have two more dungeons and then the end. The final, uh, the final area. On the, the original version. On the original okay. version. This was Thursday. I actually... I, uh, I screwed myself over playing the original because one of the things they added for the color version was the ability to have pictures taken of you in the game yeah. and then print them out on the Game Boy printer, which was also oh, a yeah. thing with a Game Boy camera. It was like the whole thing they were, they were like rolling out around that time. Um, if there's no printer attached on the game and you tell the game to print when you're reviewing your photos, it actually locks up. And oh, this really? problem persisted in my uh, my emulator that I was using. That's so funny. And I hit the A button. What I had assigned is A by accident. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh shit, dude. No. I just detected. Shut I, down. I, I boned myself, man. So I did, lost about like an hour of gameplay. I had to like reset everything. So did fun. I yeah. miss the part where you explained how you got a fucking Game Boy into your goddamn stream? We won't go into detail. There's emulators and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and Nintendo doesn't like it when you do that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I should yeah, have brought yeah. that up. Yeah. Thanks. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, played that till about so I lost an hour and then I went a bit late. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'll do this tomorrow morning. I'll finish off the uh, the last two dungeons, beat the game, go right into the uh, the new re-release. Hell yeah! Woke up Friday morning you, to you go. You understand the visual that I saw of what of, of you sitting on stream with a fucking game a board. webcam point. That's, on my what, game I, board. that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, I was like, wait, ah, oh, man, yeah. he didn't do that. I did not do that. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Uh, woke up Friday morning, went to go get the game that I had uh, saved at my local Target, and I found my car had uh, been swiped by another car. It got not quite T-boned, but like side-boned, and it was a hit and run. Oh my, car my was just, god. What like, a dick. Just fucked up, man. My, Whoever uh, you are, you're a fucked The, twat. the, the driver's it. side rear wheel was dented. So I thought that I could just pop a new wheel on there, which I had on my Jeep. I have a full-size extra tire. It's oh, not, it's I know not where a spare. this is going. But it probably bent. like It, it yeah. bent the brake assembly inward towards the right of the car. <sighs> so the wheel was dickhead. misaligned. So I had to get it towed. And it's currently being worked on. I don't know what it needs yet. It's being checked out. Of course, you, this was like you get the weekend. Uh, I swapped cars out with my parents. Oh, word. When, I, nice. when I dropped it off, I you know arranged them to be picked up. They're visiting my brother, so there was an extra car. We were able to work out a whole Now, Trip, I thing. feel really guilty about this. Can you tell them why <laughs> I feel so guilty Neo, about this? Neo feels a little bit guilty because he asked me, are you going to get this game digitally or physical? And I was like, uh, I was thinking about physical because I really like Zelda, but if I got it digitally, I could just click on it whenever and play it yeah, all you'll the time. Just, you'll just play it. He's super convenient, and he's like, well, if you get it physically, I might be able to borrow it one day. And I'm like, that's... Another check in the physical column. Okay, maybe I'll just. I mean, like make you, know, the you didn't have to do that, right, but like it was right. really nice, you know, that I was like, oh man, because I don't, I, I want to get it, right. but like sixty dollars though, and I just got Borderlands. 3. It's sixty. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, and you said it's not even as long as the the Link game, the Link, Link to the, the past. past. No, Link the to the past. We'll get to this, but it's worth every every penny. I just bought the Luigi Mansion production one, production so. value. Yes, it is worth it. But um, go ahead. I feel bad. Even if, I feel really bad. The only way you should feel bad is if you were the one that hit my car and drove away. Thank you. I because that, I that would have happened regardless. And if I didn't go out, it would be sitting there even longer. Neo told you to go out. Oh, it was out, when so you were parked? I was parked. Yeah, it was overnight. At your home? Yeah. Oh, balls, dude. So th- you can thank me for telling you to check your car. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't driving oh, the car sweet. when this happened. I went out and I found my car when I... Well, I mean, I had to get groceries anyway, so I would, I would have been out that morning. Oh, cool. But I found it that way. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. It didn't happen... 
Oh, so you thought I was on the road at that time because... Or, or I thought you... Because, like, I saw the pictures, and I thought you parked at the local game store, yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone hit you in that oh, parking lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought, too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I told him to go to that, the local game store so we know. could buy why this we, game. Why did we get that impression? Because I, I got that impression, too. I think it was the screenshot of his of like where he was. Like I don't, Along with I don't, the story. Because I did type I, that yeah. I went out to get yes. my game, and I found my car. Yes. But, like, you know... Quick reading, scanning. Also, recently, my roommate went to like the grocery store, and he went in and came out, and someone hit him in the parking lot. Yeah. So my mind instantly went to that because he also had a a, a similar issue yep. like that. Yeah. Um, so no, there is no way you are responsible for. Great, this. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Now that Neo's conscience is clear, let's, let's uh, talk about let's it. talk about it. So I didn't get to play it on stream, unfortunately. I might actually do a stream tomorrow. I you usually should. don't just you to should. like finish the old one, jump right in the new one. Oh, cool. Um, so I I wasn't going to have an impression. I opened it up real quick this morning yeah. to be able to actually get some hands-on, to be able to talk about my own personal experience with the remaster being such a big fan of the original. Mm-hmm. And I've played maybe about two hours total, probably less, honestly. I am... You got the old one fresh in your mind, too. Yeah. Go ahead. I am 1,000% in love with this game. It is truly a, uh, a remaster. It's not a remake. No, it is a remake. It's not a remaster. It's It's... Depends on your definition of, of remake and remaster. Resident Evil 2 is a remake, but but Twin Snakes is like a remaster. Re- I, I might put this in the remaster category. A remaster is... Okay, Legend, um, The Last of Us remaster uh-huh. is a remaster yeah. of a... A, re- a released game. They, they, they touched up yeah. the assets... Of the original game. You're putting this in the remake category because of how much graphical work has had to be retouched. Well, because they, they had to literally build this game new from the ground up. All right. That's a good metric. Did right. they have metric. to? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a Game Boy yeah. Color game originally. Yeah. It's, you can't it, use it was that like code a, It was like anyway. a 16-bit game, <laughs> yeah. and now they've developed full-ass 3D assets. I don't know what I'm talking assets. about. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 I was just like, they was like, they was developed like, full 3D assets. We need a full game. model of this thing. Well, I have a drawing here that I did in, in the sixth grade with a pencil. <laughs> dot matrix. We, could just, we, we could use just a dot matrix printer, this, right? A thousand percent, dude. No other, inf- <laughs> no other information is needed. <laughs> um, oh, shit balls. <laughs> so what I what I what I was going to make the point of when I said it's a re. I'm trying to master. get on your side there, Chip. I know, and I appreciate I it. Failed. I appreciate it. It's, it's too. It's too much of a stretch. I can't I do it. Right. <laughs> um, it's literally the same game down to like the dialogue. They haven't reworded the dialogue. Oh, for sure. It is like for sure. It is exactly what it's what your mind thinks it remembers playing the game. If that's the best Final way to Fantasy put it. Final Fantasy VII. It's a great way to well, put it. a remake. Remake. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Top to bottom. Yeah. All right. But they literally preserved in this game top to bottom dialogue. Yeah. yeah. All the characters, there's, the visual like, nature there's, to like, it. There's not really things that are added besides like a dungeon rearranger, which I'm sure you've heard is not you know that great, amazing. But um, yeah, it is like it's the game that you played, but released in 2019, mm-hmm. which makes it feel a, a special kind of magic. Like uh, it's what it's what it felt like to play. The you don't game. have to tell me. Resident Evil 2 was exactly that. Yeah, right. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking the game I played for for hours on end years ago. Only with new graphics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what. If, and like they had to take some liberties with Resident Evil Two, but mm-hmm. it still it still preserved itself how I remember it. Yeah, and yeah. how how like I remember playing it for sure. Yeah. There's a there's a cool visual style. 
of this game of the remaster where everything is kind of like it's 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 not quite top it's not quite angled it looks like a tilt shift camera like if you're looking at model photography it wasn't like that in the old one because they didn't have like a three dimension to it the original was top down zelda like link to the past kind of just a little bit a little bit less detailed a little more game boy if i'd um and actually worked panel by panel so you had like one square of game boy map screen you would go to the bottom of the screen to the next screen it would scroll up show you the next screen and then you would explore that so it was it was panel based you go panel by panel across this gigantic map so this game is is free scrolling but all the layouts of the game are the same layouts that the panel world was in just connected now all connected and seamless which great. does a couple things it it makes the world look look more beautiful it makes it look more connected of course but uh, an interesting side effect that i didn't expect was it helps me to like uh, outline the world better and what I mean when I say that is when you're going panel by panel, you don't necessarily connect the dots as to what areas you're next to or near to. And it sometimes can be confusing to backtrack, which Zelda has a lot of. Yeah, like whole palettes. When you, yeah. when you changed sections, whole yeah. palettes would palettes change. Palettes would change. Yeah. Or even just like your like physical forest or location. Like you'd forget that you'd have to go all the way. If I went all the way up and around, I'd be able to go down more south because there was an area that I could lift a rock up and go past there, um, which would help you remember what to explore after you get new items. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, a little bit tough. You had a map that you could look at, but the map wasn't that detailed. This game, if you're in an area, say you're in the, uh, you're in the beach area, right? Instead of just seeing a wall, like a rock wall above you, like something like that, you can in in the remake version, you can see over that wall a tiny bit. You can peek into the next area because of just the way the camera is angled. Mm-hmm. So you can go, you can just see physically. Oh yeah, that swamp is right up there. Right. So I oh I now I remember where I am. So it doesn't it helps you orient yourself. A little bit more in the world, which is helpful for exploring. That's awesome. It's just this little side effect of the design, which I, yeah, which I really, really, really like. Makes it feel larger than it originally was on that tiny screen yeah. back on the Game Boy, uh, which is really cool. And just the nature of using that like tilt shift, mm-hmm. really like like you described this to me before we started recording, but it has this it, it, to to like the naked eye, it looks like. The focus is on yeah, the camera the, is on the center of the screen where yeah, Link you, is. The very front, which would be the bottom of your of your screen, is blurred, and the back is blurred. Yes, and the things that are in the middle are in focus. And as you move around the world, those things obviously like things become in and out of focus through those like those planes, those planes of sight, and right. it like it makes it pop off the screen in like a, like a cool way. That's not quite three D, but like a like a tactile kind of it visual, does. visually tactile. It, it makes it look like it does. to me it, like in like just that's just the act of tilt shifting alone. Yeah. But it, it makes it look like you're controlling Link walking on a model of the island mm-hmm. that he was that he was yep. used to walk on. Yep. And it looks gorgeous. It like it literally makes it look like it just pops off the screen. Like someone said. and the, this will probably happen in the future, I'm guessing some insane insane and insanely talented fan will do this but you could make a a model of this world like a full size like on your desk like a desktop model of this because everything has like accurate space and dimensions and it makes sense visually yeah you just right pick now. a measure a unit yeah. of measurement and then you can go nuts it'd be super cool they've uh they've remade this the soundtrack fully re-recorded the soundtrack there's full instruments real instruments uh marin one of the uh the island characters uh, that you interact with who finds you on the beach in the game. She's, she sings and she's got a voice now, an actual mm-hmm. voice. I had, you, I had to walk up to her. You, you handed me your Switch so yeah, I could yeah. play it. I had to listen to her sing the song because I, I wanted to hear how they, they translated it. Yeah. So back in the day, how did they interpret that singing? It was a MIDI song. This, originally, this game had an amazing soundtrack on the Game Boy. Right. There were bops, dude. This sounded so good. And the game was centered around instruments. 
which was so cool. You have to collect instruments as you run through all the dungeons in the game. And as you collect more and more and more, like the the song that you end up playing to this one character fills out. It it adds, you know, more and more layers of instruments and it just it's it's so it's I mean it's beautiful and legitimately. This was all done with the Game Boy sound chip, which is usually just like think of like a MIDI MIDI music. Yeah. MIDI files. Um so it sounds very chip tuney. Um, in the most oldest way possible because it had a worse sound card than the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So th- its range of, of music was way lesser than anything that could be done by Super Nintendo at that time mm-hmm. as well because the Game Boy came out, then Super Nintendo came out. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Bless Jesus. you. Fucking Christ. Bless you. Bless you. God damn. Um, but what they did with the Game Boy version was it sounded really beautiful at the time. And yeah. I, I can recognize each sound and music and what it sounds yeah. like. And I think the tones of this sound better than the Super Nintendo soundtrack, honestly. In Personally. This, Personal in this opinion, new version, they nostalgic, but fully orchestrated everything. And I, everything heard, is, I heard you playing like the main town music, mm-hmm. and it has these beautiful wind instruments yep. and these beautiful – and like full or- – yep. oh, my God, dude. And it's all the same music. So if you remember the music – from the original, like I do, it's like ingrained into my soul. Uh, you will remember the music of this one as well without even hearing it. Like you'll recognize it, you'll know it, you'll be amazed at how it sounds. Yeah. In a remade version, but you'll know the track and you'll like appreciate the little ways that it's different or accentuated or modernized. It's uh, it's it's done really, really, really well. And me being such like a like a musical focused person, like I really, really appreciate what it's like. Um, what else is great about it? Oh, the the controls are are way better. Yeah, the Game Boy has two buttons. Obviously, you had A and B on the Game Boy to start and select. When you uh had to play the game, you had to assign weapons to different buttons. So like you had a sword, you have a shield, you have magic powder, you have a feather that can make Link jump. Uh, but you could only ever use two of those things at the same time. So you were constantly going into your main menu, swapping things in and out, main menu, swapping things in and out, you know, bombs and, and lift bracelet or like arrow and running boots. Like everything was, was just swapping all the time, swapping items. In yeah. this game, you've got a dedicated sword button, one of your four options, obviously, Perfect. on the Switch controllers. Now you don't have to put away your sword and if you need it. a dedicated shield button on the, on the, on the, on the shoulder button. Oh. So those are always there. And then you have three other buttons on your, on your controller that you can assign items to at any time. That's like the Ocarina of Time setup. That's so, very cool. Yeah. You've got cool. uh, way more options in terms of like what you're running in your loadout of your uh Oh, I love it. Are, you, are you playing music? Yeah, playing a little bit of music here. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, yeah. Felix. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear this on the podcast. Yeah, it, it won't sound very good over the... Uh, I remember. I don't remember that and now, specific music. And now the but... game is fully orchestrated, this, this, this song. This is the overworld, but like... That sounds a lot like the Link to the Past music. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, just the main thing. I'm going to try the main and find theme. a Link's yeah. Awakening. Well, internet's going very, very slowly right now, though. Um, so. Are we I losing hope, it? I hope the stream's okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw it dip earlier, but we never went offline, offline. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe we did this time. Who knows? doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, man, it's an amazing, amazing experience. That's really cool. I'm really excited to play it from you. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're not though. <laughs> we're, la- we're laughing. We are laughing, but we're not. We're we not are kidding. laughing. Uh, we it just laughing. It, it bundles up everything you remember mm-hmm. about the original. And if you've never played the original, you're going to get an incredible experience. Like I was telling my roommate, who has never played a Zelda game, this might be one of the uh, most accessible Zelda games to get into of the earlier generation. Because is it because of the length? Of it, well, and just- there's so there's so many factors. Length is one, uh, but I think it's a little bit more direct than something like um, than 
a link uh, link to the past. Like mm-hmm. I think it's more accessible than that. You know, like Link yeah. to the Past was giant, but it was still in that area of games that was like a little bit, a little bit too obtuse in terms of like how they directed you from yeah, it didn't path ex- to path. Those games didn't really don't really explain anything to you. They don't. They expect you to just f- either figure it out or know what to do. A lot yeah. of gamers out there that didn't go back this far to Zelda remember Ocarina of Time as one of their first games. That annoying as fuck owl. Yeah, actually started in Link's Awakening. Yeah, the and owl then, flies down and is like, "Oh, you should probably check out the forest next." And you're like, "Oh, okay, thanks, dickhead." And then, well, they also had Navi in that to constantly tell you yeah. what to do yeah. next, which, which made it, it easier got to an annoying degree, of yeah. course. But like having a little reminder, being like, "That's dope that you got that." Remember that place? You should might be able to use check that. Check something yeah. out in there, maybe with it. Possibly, it just helps direct where to go. There are still a fuck ton of secrets. You know, all things to collect. Um, I think there's more pieces of heart in this version. There's cool. definitely like there's one heart in the crane game in the main village, which was never there originally. Oh. So that to me at least signifies there's at least four more because if you're going to put one more, you're going to put yeah, you get, four more total to, to get another heart up, container. Yeah. You know, so like there's more little things to find like that just to spice up your experience. And I'm excited to see what else little I'm going to find surprise wise. You know, well, I mean, I can't wait for you to find all that out. You're, you're going to play more this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on playing it. When Shadow keep tomorrow. out for you? Shadowkeep is October 1st, so the majority of this week on stream is going to be um, all prep for that because... You should do more of this because I would watch you you play this. What I'm saying is I'm probably going to do a bonus stream uh, tomorrow. Okay. I normally don't do Mondays. I'm going to hop on Monday probably early, and then I'm going to do the original, going to finish that up, and then go through the new one. So I wonder, with your knowledge of the previous version, Mm -hmm. will that... How much that will assist you in the new version? I mean, it depends. There's there's little things that I found that are interesting. Like there's some new enemy behavior. Okay, it's made me like change approaches in cool, interesting ways. There's there's one moblin. There's a, a moblin enemy who uh, is like humanoid looking, and he's got like a sword and a shield. Some don't. Some just throw spears at you. This guy had a sword and a shield. In the original Game Boy game, all you had to do was find the the right angle on him. Like if I just stood straight up and swiped, and Link is left-handed, so a swipe goes like right to left, and he was coming at me straight down. His shield would be on his uh, on the character's right. Oh yeah, Link's Link the pass was like this. I could just like you know hit him on the corner, and he would just die. Right, yeah. I have to find the right angle, hit him, and he'd be dead. This guy in this game uh, can turn in any direction and is always blocking you. So oh. I had to actually incorporate my shield, like let him hit my shield when he attacked. He's open. Catch him off guard. He bounces back off my shield. He's 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 off kilter, and then I can go in and attack him. Wow! So they've like modernized the fighting a little bit, and it looks cool. It looks, feel, looks and feels it looks cool. great, man. I know uh, Jason Schreier wrote an article on Kotaku about how like Link swinging his sword is one of the most like like pleasurable and, and tactile things in video games. And yeah. he's not wrong. Like they kill, they kill the way the sword feels. It's a Nintendo thing. Nintendo just nails the feel all of the small the details yeah. about games in general. You know, um, but yeah, that's that's something that's like interesting. The way the enemy behavior is. So I'm excited to go through all the like the dungeons again and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably it won't be a smooth, flawless. I've already been here playthrough, but it'll probably majority wise like I'll know where to go or how to solve these these puzzles because like I said, it's pretty much like a they took the exact outline of the game and just fleshed it out. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. yeah. So there's something there for everyone, man. Like if you enjoy the original a lot, you're gonna really appreciate the touches uh, that were put into this one. If you're new to it, go right to it. It's an amazing Zelda experience and something that can like tide you over before Breath of the Wild too. If you want to do a little, uh, it's probably like a few years away. Zelda experience, yeah. But that's awesome, man. I'm really excited to see you play that more. Yeah, me too. Because it looks like they did a really good job with it, and that gets me really excited. Yeah, it gets me really excited. But Uh, you ready to move on to some news points? Some news points before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Talk Um, about what's been going on. So 
let's talk about let's talk about um what's going on with BioWare's new post this week. Let's do it. Um, trying to open this link here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably not going to work. We're having internet issues. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, BioWare, oh, who makes no. Anthem, yeah, they announced that they are uh, canceling their their game plan. Right. For what is going to be happening in, in the game in terms of content that they had planned for this first year uh, in lieu of addressing the bug fixes and the gameplay, the core gameplay itself, right. which the game sorely, sorely needs. Yeah. I've been off Anthem since it came out, honestly. Yeah. Sadly. Never, never got on it. Because I love sci-fi. I love that genre. I love humans' specific experiences in the future. Like it, I have a very... I have, a, I have a, a window, but there are some areas of the window that are very narrow that really get me. And Anthem was like, this, you're could, checking this a lot of boxes. could be it. Yeah, right? you're checking all the boxes. But, man, uh, playing it for, for an extended period of time just never felt right to me. There was something about like the gunplay, the enemy attacks, yeah. the way you took damage, the way you gave damage. Sound design was fucked, it, it, which fucks me up because, again... All the all the Zelda stuff we're just talking about. Sound is such a core. It's an it's an important to component me. to it, a game in yeah, general. There, I mean, yeah. I could we could have an entire podcast about the problems with the sound design and Anthem. So I won't bore people now. No, but I, like I, I had so the, many uh, experience problems. Yeah, I, I played the alpha, the the yeah, private yeah, alphas. We were, yeah, you were in there. And when I when I played this, everything about it felt wrong. And I yeah. and I had a feeling that there was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call myself a prophet of sorts, but I mean, you, you, know. you were doing the the Neo thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was being like, we don't know because it's an alpha. But, and I was being that. But, but like this close to launch, like yeah. they were ready to launch that alpha it was like, was a month like before, right? Yeah, well, that was the public out. That was the public betas that they were doing. But four months before that, oh, this was so okay. I, I was you were in, still that I was NDA'd in a private bill. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I just um, thought the timing of that was closer to launch than it actually yeah, was. And at that point they were having server issues and people were tweeting about it. And everyone was like, Hey, you're in an NDA. Yeah. You're not supposed to be talking about this. Yeah. And I was like, yep, you are, you are right about that. Yeah. But here's the thing though. Everything I played in the game felt awful. Right. Nothing felt right. Everything, the disconnect between all of the pieces of the game was very like pure, uh, like clear to me. The only yeah, yeah. thing that felt really cool was the flying. Flying has that been, was that was it was and still is the best part of the but game. But shooting didn't feel great, and any everything else you just described didn't feel great. And loot was a gigantic problem when the loot, game came out. I mean, all the guns are the same. Yeah, the the and process of, of when you're going to be that kind of game leveling up, it. it wasn't clear, and it wasn't like like there was no drive to do it. Like when you got you know your gear to drop your character level could go up based on your on your gear scores right yeah and your character went through all those rarity tiers that we were talking about earlier with borderlands with diablo you know you went from like gray to green, green to blue, blue to purple yeah. all that stuff and that was the collective of your uh, your score and what dropped for you but like there was no reason and no clear path either to do that right so there was no reason to go out and grind for that stuff yeah. you had to play the same story missions over and over and over and over and over again and even after that happened, it's like, okay, well, but why? But why? Why do I care about this? Like, there's no nothing that's going to happen when I get to the top. I'm just going to get to the top. And it doesn't even feel good getting to the top. So why do I care about this? And the answer was, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. And, and here's the weird thing about Anthem. It, beginning half of the year, yeah. it was one of the top-selling games. Mm-hmm. So the game sold a lot. It sold really heavily, which is a good thing for a game like this. Because when EA sees high numbers, they know... That it's a game that they can invest in, and this was a game that they were going to plan on supporting for years to come. It w- I mean, this—I don't want to call it, you know, their destiny or. But that's their idea, right? I, but it was. 
it was their destiny. It was their idea. And their destiny. Their, their destiny. destiny. I know, that's like yeah. a double. A it double. was <laughs> like. It was their destiny. It was their persistent world online game that people were going to keep coming back to, keep logging into. And, like, I, I hated. I hated calling it that because I didn't want to mini, uh, minimize or trivialize their own efforts into the experience, but they should have done more there was to, an, align, uh, to align it with those experiences. So Jason Schreier had an article that came out after, like uh, over the summer. I know we were going with this. I'm yeah, about and, to, and he, about and he, to say it. Yeah. They wrote about what went, went on behind the scenes at, yeah. at Anthem, and they literally were, refi- they were not allowed to say the D word. Yeah. They that was people not allowed. About oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about those, that. But, you know, how do you how do you not try and make a game in that market and not look at what Destiny fucked up because they did fuck or, up a lot or Division or Division all these games had yeah, very what specific word are you talking about Destiny yeah. yeah yeah I mean all these games had very specific growing pains that could yeah. all have been learned from yeah that's what you got to do you have to learn from the, like, the past not only can you learn from gameplay loops you can learn how to engage with the community mm-hmm. through what these games did and did not do. Even even a game like No Man's Sky, you know, you could look at it and be like, "Wow, Sean Murray didn't talk to anyone for like a fucking year." Let's make sure we don't do that. Yeah, a very easy lesson. Which Sean they, Murray got lucky, by the way. He, I mean, we, we we love No No Man's Sky now, but he got lucky that he actually had a plan in mind to re readjust his game. Is that luck? I mean, he didn't talk to anyone for a year, which is bad. Which is bad. Yeah. That's why I'm saying he got lucky. He, th- he was lucky in the sense that he knew he had an idea of what they had to accomplish. Yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? I don't, I wouldn't. That's what I, I yeah. know what you're saying. It's, it's not luck it's because good, he had a plan. Right. It's right? good that it, it happened the way that it did. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It started out as we all fucking hated him for, <laughs> for selling us that game. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Go ahead. But, but they were now, silent. Now you love it. Now we love it. Yeah. yeah. But now he's like more active in talking. So it's they, like fine. Uh, Bioware was pretty silent when it came out, at least mm-hmm. on on hard and bad issues players were having at first. Mm-hmm. So, like, one easy lesson that doesn't take an ounce of updating, coding, patching that they could have learned. Open communication. Yeah. Um, and and when, I'm, when I say communication, it's not we're listening and we're, we're listening and taking in all feedback currently. Because that is a non-entity answer. That That, that is your basic PR... We hear Sometimes you. Sometimes would be better than not saying anything. We but hear you're right. You. It's a very low bar. So <laughs> you know that we whole thing. hear you. Yeah. No, if there isn't a fucking very clear roadmap these days, companies that uh, fans of games and especially AAA games where you pay like sixty dollars for the game, if it, if we're very high maintenance, we Fan, are. Fans oh, have okay. become super fucking high maintenance. Yes. Yeah. Fans are terrible. It's if funny they, if there isn't a roadmap yeah. for this giant game. We're garbage pieces of, of shit. What if anyone out there become. disagrees with me, uh, we'll, 1v1 me in a conversation. Sure. We'll, we'll no, and you're, you're totally right. <laughs> um, Jim Sterling did a great video on... 1v1 me, bro. He did a video on the roadmap. The yeah, issue, yeah, I remember. The issue of the roadmap. That. I love that. And he made the argument that he hates the idea of a roadmap because they're selling you a game with the promise of more of a game later. Yeah. But with not the game definitely that you're getting that. is not that. Right. You're going to get it pieced yeah, out. Yeah. I, yeah, I have your, my own problems with your, that. But, your yeah. initial purchase should be a full game, but a roadmap like 
Fallout 76 had was, okay, we're going to fix this, yeah. and then we're going to fix this, yeah. and then we're going to make sure this is in right. place, and then we're going to release some yeah. content, but then more fixes are coming. Yeah. He reviles your game, but he doesn't revile your game half as much as he reviles my game. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76. He reviles a lot of games. Oh, he hates <laughs> Fallout 76. He does, yeah. And I he think returns, that, that was, that was the premise of the roadmap. Constantly. That was the premise of the roadmap video, I think, was yeah. the Fallout 76, yeah. Uh, it's worth watching Trip because he yeah. he, he makes he's a little complainy but he I makes a good art. Jim Sterling, but I mean it's a good point. Oh like, yeah, a, a, a roadmap of fixes should never be a thing. Not in a fully released game, right? Um, which is it seems like Anthem is currently in the midst of. I mean, they have no choice. They have no choice now. Some of this yeah. was probably forced upon them by EA and an aggressive release schedule, or well, it was probably well they had to cancel their DLC release, which is a probably a thing that EA wants, but. I have a feeling Bioware was like, we can't because we need to fix all these problems that we have in our game. Otherwise, yeah. none of this is going to work. But I'm saying like you know? the all the original problems with the gameplay was probably oh, yeah. caused by an aggressive release schedule by EA yep. that said, hey, oh, yeah, 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 that says, hey, we have this game's you know fucking hard blocked into. What was it? Whatever. Q2 of... of 2019. 20, yeah, like... Yeah, or, yeah that, yeah, that we information. We have to release this right fucking now because we are EA and we have this five-year plan for everything we're doing. Our shareholders and, need to see an increase. Right. Right. I, I, gleaned, <laughs> you know? I gleaned that impression from the, the Jason Schreier article. Yeah. Like they it's a good read. I mean, it's a really good read. Even, I mean, it is a great read. Uh, all they his, put all a his lot of are, stupid you expectations. Didn't, you didn't need to even read that to understand that pressure. You know? yeah. And it, it happened with Original Destiny, too. Activision had them on a very aggressive release schedule that essentially had them rebuild the game in its last like year or half mm-hmm. a year. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's 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 terrible, dude. Like games that are these publishers that force a game out early for a game like that never works. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, we never learn. We're gonna just do it our way and be totally fine. This time will be different. And and just, this is why people, I don't like to pre-order it's things. A yikes, man! <laughs> this so is, this is an example of why I don't like pre-ordering. Anthem's uh, Anthem is. If it wasn't already dead, it's it's definitely dead. Pre-ordering pre-ordering right works sometimes. Sometimes. But you're always paying for the promise of a finished working product, sure. Which is which is now why? Because I remember back in the day, I was working at the game, your local game store. The old game store. I was told to push the game Brink to everybody. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember this Bethesda remember game? Brink. Yeah. Fuck no. So it was it was like kind of like before Overwatch. It was like a it was like a parkour shooter multiplayer game. But that game launched and it was so bad. And it was awful. And I had told every customer that walked in the store to pre-order this game and buy it. And every one of them came back. And I saw the wrath of the customer mm-hmm. that, that week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really bad. It did not go the well. The wrath of the customer. So that game is always one I use to reference like why pre-ordering isn't great because you're pretty much buying into marketing. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Put it really, really well, What's Jay, that? in our Discord. Go ahead. You're giving these game companies an interest-free loan Yeah. whenever you pre-order the game. Pretty much, mm-hmm. it's it's allowing them to see targeted sales, which is the idea of game, why GameStop yeah. did it at least. You you give them money early for something you don't have, and you're paying for the promise of the product. Yeah, not the product itself. You're, you, it's a you promise. This is what yeah. you're getting, and the only Nothing. thing you have off of it because you're not a shareholder. You don't know what the development looks like behind the scenes. You only know what the final product looks like when it's done. Right. So you're essentially getting the raw deal of I'm going to give you my money. And then you're gonna you promise that Last of Us Two is, for example, because we're gonna dive in that in a minute, mm-hmm. is gonna be the great game that you're showing me in your marketing materials, 
And that that is kind of the problem I have because we're not being treated like customers. The shareholders are more or less. Right. They're the customers of these publishers. But that's like a whole other. We we there are a couple topics we've thing. hit that yeah. could be entire shows. On oh my god, it's crazy how much. But let's move on to the next one, let's shall we? Yeah. This week we're going to talk about this next week on the show. Mm-hmm. The results of this, but I wanted to get you guys' thoughts of the Sony state of play which this Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, mm-hmm. they're going to be showing off what looks to be probably, I'm going to guess, this is my prediction, at least a 10-minute gameplay demo and then a release date. For? For The Last of Us 2. Naughty Dog's The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know all of us love. Yep. Uh, we're all huge fans of that. And yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm, I've already pre-ordered it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, did, did you? Did I know. You I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I have not pre-ordered. It's not available for pre-order, is it? Probably not until a release date. That will probably be this week. It'll, they'll yeah, have, we'll like, have, they'll have a date th- for you. And they'll, don't worry, they'll have the collector's edition yeah. to show us. That's like what, what they're, this is what the kind of d- display we get. Um, so, what do you guys think? Do you think we're going to get it? When do you think it's going to come out? Well, let me ask you guys that first. When you, when you, what's, what's a good window? Because I have an idea of when, when Sony likes to release these games. And that's based off the history of Naughty Dog releases. Yeah. Is it February of 2020? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think they're going to stick it in there? Yeah, either that or Holiday. But Holiday is close. So Uncharted 4 came out during the summer. Oh, that was it? That was a summer launch, yeah, I believe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check on that. But also Last of Us 1 did as well. Oh. Um, also, the significant date of this Tuesday is that is like their D-Day. Their, like, their day that shit went bad. Which was September? What was it? What is it? When's that day? Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, that's. I don't know what they call it in the game. They have a name. For oh, it. like oh oh shit! So I I've, I've only played this years ago, but like that's the day that that's the, the day stuff shit in, went bad yeah. in the Last of Us, the world of the Last of Us. Correct. That was the date that. You oh, know, what was the date again? The twenty fourth of September. Yeah. Wow. Wait, wow, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. So Uncharted Four came out. If we can. <laughs> Okay, Unch- wow, Uncharted 4 came out in if 2016. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, I played it... May, uh, it was May 2016, so that's when that game came out. Oh, Uncharted 4. Oh, about. I was talking about sorry, uh, Mar- Last of Us. Why does it say initial release date? May 18th was March. Well, Last of Us released on the... Last of Us released on the... Um, on the PS3. PS3. Yeah, yeah. That's where I first got yeah, it. Yeah, Last of Us release June 14th, so that was the summer release of 2013. So you think they're going to do the same thing and go summer? It's, yeah, summer launch. Because I think here's my here's my prediction for Sony right now because they've been mostly quiet this year, yeah. which is why I wanted to put this in the news. Sure. Um, a lot of these big companies are in a major holding pattern until they announce their new consoles. So February, I think they're going to announce the, the PS5, whatever that looks like. Do they have an event in February? Or are they just going to use that month as a way to like? I think they're just going to... It's not going to be... When did they do that big PS4 event? So the the way they did the PS4 in 2012, 2012 that year, they announced in January, or January, February area, they did a event talking about the PS4. They didn't show us the box, right? That was the whole thing. They just said, we have our next gen console ready and this is what you're going to get to do on it and this is what it looks like. You're looking it up? Cool. Um, It was a whole thing. And then that summer... At E3, they showed us the box and they announced the launch date, which was that winter. Um, so for so they the, pre-announced it in right. February. So the reason why I think this is a summer game, or at least a, a spring game, yeah, yeah. right? 
um, is because this will be the last major release for the PS4. And it'll it'll probably oh, have a sure. launch yeah. as well on PS5. I have no doubt about that. But this is the last major Sony launch, which is why they didn't do a PlayStation Experience event, which they've been that's doing. That's what I meant. The PlayStation yeah. Experience, when was that normally? Normally, that's in the winter. In the winter. Uh, right before the holidays. So that's like that's like the hype the hype uh, marketing thing to get people ready for the holidays. That was like their event right, to do right, that. Right. But they haven't had anything to show because... We went to it one year. The you PS and, Experience? Yeah, you and I. That's right. We Okay, so they have a physical event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we, we did... We watched it in a movie theater. We watched it in a movie theater. Yeah. Or wait, wasn't that an E3? That was their E3 presser from when they showed off God of War, right? No, it w- you and I went to a PlayStation Experience event because I've only been to one. That was that was their E3. That was their E3 presentation. Was it? Yeah, they called that a PlayStation Experience. But the PSX, the PlayStation Experience, was an actual physical weekend long con convention event. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That they did in the winter. Uh, no, we saw the E3. We saw E3 2016. I want to say that's what that was. That in the movie theater, because I was at E3 2016. 2017 had to have been 2017. That sounds about. That yeah. sounds more right. Yeah. Sorry, time is Time's all over crazy. the place. Yeah, but so that's what Sony did for the PS3. Yeah, this, uh, the, the PS4, PS4 announcement. Uh, February there was like announcements of announcements going out. They I had think. like a stage event yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. and Mark Cerny talked. I remember watching it. Um, and then that E3, they showed off the PS4 and the launch titles, pretty much. And then um, January, it looks like January 2011, they uh, they were talking about the Vita. And how it died. And Early in 20, uh, 2005, they were t- they were showing concepts of PlayStation 3. Uh to, yeah, okay. So I mean, yeah, you're right, dude. Early in early in any given year, around a release date, they like talking about new consoles in those yeah. first few months of a new year. Mm-hmm. So, so they're gonna. We, so they're getting this holiday yeah. out of the way, right? They're getting this sure. winter out of the way, and then next year is going to be their last push for the PS4 game, Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. and then that holiday we will get a new console. I. So this is this is my. I mean, this isn't like a crazy ass prediction. This is, but this is my prediction. In a, in a year yeah. and a quarter, we're going to get the PS5. The PS5. Holiday 2020. Holiday 2020. That'll, and then it'll have probably, I, I hope they'll do the same thing they did with PS4, where they'll release, they'll dual release games. Yeah, yeah. Because the rumor for the PS5 is that it's going to have backwards compatibility and it's essentially going to be another com- upgraded computer processor. So you Give won't it have compatibility that back to the PS1, cowards. Thank God. <laughs> Do it. I want to play some original Twisted Metal. Do the it, whole it's fucking literally thing. the last barrier these consoles have is that, that PC has over it. Yeah. Is that I can literally pay, play any game I ever bought on PC mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Yeah. None great. of it's lost a time. Challenge for you. Do okay. it. Name a level. I can't. Okay. So, but name a level, a board in Twisted Metal. I can't either. Paris. By name. Paris? I remember Paris from I don't Twisted know. Metal too. Is that real? I never. Yeah, I never that, was owned my, that was my. You favorite. never owned Twisted Metal. A PlayStation Metal? One, let alone Twisted Metal. Uh, okay. Twisted Metal Two is my favorite game. I show. played PlayStation One, one games on a PS Two. Paris was a level in Twisted Metal Two. Then that was yeah. Yeah, it was like I remember the Eiffel Tower's in it because you, you, you blow it up. You can also drive off of it. Yeah, you drive up it, take the elevator. And you, go, you can go to the Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Louvre. The Louvre was in it. Yeah, well, it was across from the. It was oh, you, you can drive live down below. Yeah, you down into below it. into the streets of of Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I wonder if they're gonna make another one of those. Man, twist because nobody they tried. played the one. The, there was like a big, huge re-release of the game on called, the PS3. Called, 
Twisted Metal. Yeah, they, they, re- they made a new one. I bought it and played it for 10 minutes and never played it again. Yeah, I remember. I yeah. played it too for a what minute. What was wrong with me? So, yeah. What do you guys think? I think all that sounds like exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> 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 like, I got... I don't know how much I can add because I just I agree with with Shit. that whole expected timeline of things, you know. Um, I, yeah, I, not, I expected more like. I'm not well, debate, actually, no, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm 1, not going to de- debate you on that at all. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Huh. sounds exactly right. Well, at least now we have recorded proof of that happening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And thinking about it, they're they're not going to drop it in September. Talking about. Uh, the Last of Us, not talking about PS5. But they're no, not going to yeah. drop this game in uh, in February or March because that's when uh, well, you're nearly there in February and you are there in March for the release of the Final Fantasy VII remake and they don't want to step on the big Sony toes. That's another that. Sony launch. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was saying in the actual, uh, in the Discord, somebody was saying, yeah, those boners are probably going like, to drop it right on the day of the uh, Cyber- Final Cyberpunk? Fantasy. They would not. No, but, they wouldn't. And they, and they know Cyberpunk is going to be a huge hit, yeah. so they're not going to like... Final Fantasy is exclusive to the Sony. PlayStation. Currently, right? yes. Currently. It's a, it's a Sony... And PC? Joint. Yeah. Sony and, and PC. I don't think no, a PC, I, don't I don't think a PC release. So yeah, it's just dropping on yeah. So they're not going to dick dick themselves, right? Also, you have to think about how front loaded 2020 is already right now because that game is the spring and like early early 2020. Dude, all consoles have things Crazy. people are waiting for forever. Like even Animal Crossing on the Switch is yeah. going to just fucking slap dominate, and people are going to be playing the fuck out of that. Don't underestimate Tom Nook. Yeah, do not. Yeah, do not. Um. Do you guys want to talk about this? How, what's, what's our time? Right now, we are sitting at currently episode count, uh, roughly a little bit longer than That's an hour long. and thirty-one. Minutes. I don't think we need to dive into this. Uh, E3 sucks, and they were yeah. shitty in, a, in an unearthed uh, advertisement deck. But this is after they launched all the shit. Oh, you mean they, after they after they, they leaked they all leaked the, everyone's, yeah. everyone's information, personal they, home they, addresses they launched for out creators? Everyone's, yeah, this is, this is this is after that. The, the major thing I, they, that I wanted to bring up from that was they talked about something called Qtertainment. Which is was because they're bringing in the public. Um, we're about to dive into this. And I don't want to, but yeah, they're bringing in the public. But they want to find a way to. They already brought the public in, right? They brought, but now they're trying. And then they to... found out the the public are scumbags. Cliff notes: they want to they want to add another ten thousand people. Yeah. Oh, they're getting greedy. Yeah, they want they want to make it a more remember, public. Remember event. how exclusive we were? How butt fucked that floor already was when it was pre public. Yeah. Imagine I was there. Imagine. Thousands more people on top of oh, they're, that. They're, because of their, their fucking leak, they're probably losing vendors. That's what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. People are, are making their own events. Yeah. They're backing out of this because it's turning into a consumer event. And as it's shifting into a consumer event, yeah. they want to target that, monetize that, mm-hmm. and sell that to their own advertisers. Yeah, but, I and now think, think about what Sony But did. I think they're losing sales from like – not sales, but – yeah, they're probably losing the big, huge vendors. That's the point that I'm making. Like, yeah, like as that's happening, as that's happening, they need to still try to make the same amount of money by bringing right. more people in and right. try to like right. hype up the convention aspect of the thing. And I think these console that's makers fucked. and these publishers are realizing they don't need E3. They can produce and control their own message. Whereas I can tweet out news on my own. I can make. I, we can make our own state oh, of play shit, videos dude. and drop them, and then all the marketing, all the all oh, the news. I can make an a, eyeballs are looking. I mean, that's where we them. look for it. Yeah. I look for game information. Like I'll oh I'll be God. on break oh at God. my job, and I will literally go onto a computer there Wait and like look up like a like gameplay can, of a game that I want to buy. An, oh, yeah, we can make an account called PlayStation. 
and I can just send out news. And everyone will only talk about directly. our news instead of everyone else's news. Why at the am same I buying time? floor space in a convention hall? Why? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Yep. Fucking crazy, man! It's not so. Holy shit! It's like death of the brick and mortar. Yeah, times, I mean, it's times a similar, 20. essentially similar overall vibe of it. Yeah, but like they're going real hard with plans to like have people in line because it'll happen, obviously. But like give them things to look at in line, uh, like you know stages and setups and like ways to keep them more and more entertained as they're waiting for an experience. Oh, you you mean you mean the the what do they call it when you're at a, a giant concert? The uh, the stage. The stages in the eaves? Is that what they call them? Oh, you're, you're talking about just like the, like the side stages. Think about yeah, it. Like at, you, a, at a festival. Yeah. A <laughs> Think festival. about yeah. Disney World. Hey, look at it. Look at that piece of it's shit like band. Disney World. Let's go check yeah. out that piece of shit band. The yeah. guy's like not even wearing uh, pants. Yeah. Yeah. He's over there. He's got like a fucking yeah. an out-of-tune like uh, bass yeah. guitar. And what, like, yeah. He's just fucking up yeah, there man. with no pants on. So they, they also had things that were like research shows that millennials and Gen Z are the most giving back social good people. So like they're going to try and leverage the idea that that millennials and younger will use social media to leverage goodwill with with the E3. Yeah. yeah. So they don't, they don't want to pay influencers to be there. They want to say, hey, uh, let's partner, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, fill in the blank uh, streamer. You're not going to be partnered with us, the ESA, right? And so, like, we'll retweet your stuff, and then uh, you just come to E3 and, like, you know, get everyone to see you because hundreds of thousands of people, they can see you. Exposure, bro. Uh, no, I'm not going to give you money for that, but, like, exposure, bro. Yeah. They're literally yeah. a fucking, like, scumbag music venue mm-hmm. <laughs> booking a, a band and being like, yeah, we'll get exposure. You front, we'll get you in front of someone. We'll and, pay uh, an exposure. No, what the, no, what, no. You're not gonna get any dwarfy. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, like the truck. It's it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the truck and arrow. Yes. And they're like, and they're like, they're gonna want this because millennials and Gen Z kids are they're they're gonna want to do good, and we can help them with whatever platforms they want by giving it visibility uh, and exposure and fucking. Oh, so it's kind of like Burning Man, <laughs> but it's, worse. It's, it's Burning just, Man has some kind of purpose. I this think. Is a, Does it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about that. It's this is just another another real gross spiral, man. And ESA is not doing themselves any favors with this shit. No, they're having a bad year. They're having a real bad. It's like twenty seven slides too. Yeah. You can read through. On yeah, games. the whole thing has been Daily leaked out. Biz. No one no one was supposed to see this except like advertisers. They were trying to get money from. I don't know why I say like that. Advertisers. Advertisers. Anyway, but yeah. That's E3 2020. We'll see how that goes. I, honestly, I can't wait to see what E3 looks like next year. Like, we don't even know if Sony's going to come back. They probably will to show off the PS5. We, they, we might see them do that. But they don't have to do they that. They don't have to do it. Because people are just going to... They, if they say on YouTube, on this day, we're going to talk about the PS5. Yeah, dude. Imagine if Sony rents out a hall somewhere they can and do invites it. like... A hundred specific press people mm-hmm. to get hands on to talk about it, invite a couple influencers, you know, like for one event. Everyone does their thing; they get to talk about it first. They don't have to talk. They don't have to fight for coverage with the other the other game developers and publishers. Dude, that would, if I was Sony, that would be the move. That's, I think a thousand percent. I think they already figured that out. Yeah. I, I literally think that's why they weren't in E three this they year. They were. It was like a test run. Yeah. They're like, what happens if we're not there? Oh, the we're, world still, we're still selling. Wow. In fact, the world does so not much. end, and uh, it's it's been better than it ever was. So oh, let's not go back. People are people are excited for Kojima's stupid experimental game. All right, cool, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> awesome guys. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, yeah, we gotta go. Hell yeah! 
I've been Neo Yoshi. Thank you for joining us today on episode 226 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. Brought Almost to you by 300. the OG Podcast Network. Almost 300. We're halfway to 300 than we were 100. episodes to 300. We are, yeah, we are. We are more... Yeah, if, if Basically the same as like, the next episode. <laughs> we're killing ourselves on that. <laughs> you can find me at Twitter at Neo underscore Yoshi and Twitch at Neo Yoshi no underscore. That's where you can find me. This week I'll be playing more Borderlands, and if I get tired of Borderlands, I'll play Link to the Past because that's the other game I'm currently playing. Um, yeah, so find me there. And who can I throw this over to? Uh, I'll take it. I am Trib Zero. You guys can find me uh, literally everywhere online at Trib Zero TV. I stream primarily on Mixer, but I do restream to Twitch as well. So you can find me on either of those sites, Trip Zero TV. I stream, again, primarily Tuesdays through Fridays, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'll probably be on every day this week between uh, running Link's Awakening Remaster as well as uh, doing a lot of prep for Shadowkeep, Destiny 2's next expansion dropping on October 1st. Uh, Destiny-related, I have a couple goals I want to get before the end of the season. I want to solo some raid bosses just for fun because there's nothing else to do besides the prep. Uh, I want to do some high-level challenges. So if you like Destiny, if you like that kind of stuff, I will be doing those things. Um, but otherwise, prepping and getting ready for uh, the launch of the expansion and then the big raid race, which will be that... Uh, of oh, Area 51, I know, I that remember for, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Get some cool loot from there. Yeah, uh, some alien the friends. The first Destiny raid for the expansion will be September... No, I'm sorry, October 5th, so the Saturday after it launches. And we'll be running out with our clan, so stay tuned. It'll be fun. And this is Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood everywhere. Twitch, Mixer. I do Mixer and Twitch together. Um, right now I'm playing uh, Borderlands pre-sequel. Just to qualify which Borderlands I'm playing. The pre-sequel. <laughs> yeah. You tell them, And then Felix. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I'm like super in-game. And Fallout 76. Uh, I'm, I'm periodically getting back to because I want to. I can't wait for the Wastelanders uh, DLC to be released. And that's uh, pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah. Nice. We'll see you next time. All see right, you. everyone. Thanks for uh, for listening. We'll see you next week. Just his helmet. No, but his head was. But, like, but like it was being. Look, pulled, look, was being look at his face it. when his helmet comes off. His head is like. So his head like stopped like right. His head there. is as far as that head can humanly go, and oh probably past that comfortably. Jesus. I'm going to send out a Dick emerging fucks. gamer tweet. That's why I don't play that sport. Oh, that's why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I'm not in the NFL. Yeah, that's why. That's that, that reason. If that, if that wasn't a thing, then... Uh...